you know, to the to the show that we're doing right now. Following the local teams, breaking down the biggest games with in-depth analysis and team interviews. There's going to be much higher expectations, sense of awareness of what uh, we bring to the table. Join the show by calling into 435-752-1069 or text 435-339-0321. It's the Full Court Press. Gross. Answer. Yes. Touchdown. Did it? Did it? Happy Friday, everybody. Eric Franson and Jason Walker here with you. Uh, we've made it to the weekend, and it's a big weekend. A lot of different things going on. Homecoming weekend for Utah State football. The final games in region play for high school football. Uh, we've got some really interesting matchups in the NFL and in, in top 25 college football. you got Major League Baseball playoffs, which are underway. It's a great Great time of year. Uh, Utah Jazz have their open scrimmage tomorrow for those who want to go check that out in Salt Lake City. And certainly there's a little bit of drama in the NBA today. But <laughs> That's I, one way to put it. I mean, it's been it's been there for a day or two, but um, now people can see actually what happened. And uh, I guess this is what has me perplexed uh, on this Friday when we should be, you know, chill and getting ready for the weekend. I'm I'm perplexed today because I saw the video of Draymond Green punching Jordan Poole at practice. Uh, TMZ somehow got their hands on it. Somebody leaked it to TMZ, and now it's gone viral, and it's everywhere. And Jordan Poole is basically around the free throw line, and it looks like he's he's not facing Draymond Green, who's probably 20 feet away, but it looks like he's saying something. He's got kind of a smirk on his face, and apparently whatever he's saying, Draymond has is taking issue with whatever he's saying. Walks over, gets in his space. Jordan Poole pushes Draymond, and then Draymond pushes him, and it goes pushes him almost into the wall, and then full-on haymaker hits him upside the head and comes after him. And now, at this point, multiple players are convening on the situation to kind of pull uh, you know, their 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 teammates apart. And when this initially happened, there was there was word that there was some kind of altercation in practice. And Golden State was like, yeah, we're aware of it. Um, you know, Draymond, he's apologized to the team. He's apologized to uh, the ownership or whomever. You know, he's we're going to handle it internally. And it didn't look like there's going to be really any serious repercussions. And then the video comes out. It's like, what? This is nuts. He just full-on smacks him and uh, throws him to the wall. And now Golden State officials are like, we are going to investigate thoroughly on how this video was released. It's like the, the intensity of their frustration and, and being upset over this video being leaked like, does not match what actually happened among teammates on the practice court. Yeah, it's I'm, I'm perplexed. Well, it's very much the PR machine at work, and this is a this whole thing is a fascinating study in people trying to control narratives. And I don't know why. I, you know, growing up, I always missed these things. I was too immature, didn't know enough about all this. And then, you know, I I even took PR classes in college. Like for a minute, I was thinking of being like a PR emphasis, and then I backed out because PR is I don't know. <laughs> 
there's some borderline really dishonest stuff that goes on in PR. I don't want to diss on anybody who does that, but there's... It's a very challenging position. Yeah, because... It, it depends on the industry, Yeah, but it can be very compromising. Yeah, like there's some important stuff you do, but depending on where you go, you got to have the stones to lie a little bit <laughs> or not tell the whole truth, as they might put it. And like I said, there, I, have, I have respect for people who do PR because it is a tough job and you get vilified. Kind of like what I'm doing to them right now. But still, you look at what the Warriors were doing. They were just trying to hush-hush. It happened. Okay, we'll deal with it internally. And that's as far as obviously they wanted to. And they thought, okay, the video's not going to come out because they control the video. It's a closed scrimmage. The video's there for you know film review, basically. Film review your own practice. Coaches can evaluate what went on and stuff like that. And and, and use it for improvement. You know, Everyone does that. Right, yeah. Um. But the video got out because, you know, it, it depends on how widely they distribute it, you know, in their own team. Does every player have access to it? In which case, it was always going to get out. You have dozens of people who, who yeah. between players, coaching staff, analysts, there's a lot of different people who potentially had their hands on that video. Yeah, and if you don't have a way to control, like, how things, you know, you know, control or track like who's downloading or distributing it, then good luck. And I doubt there's a very efficient way to be able to control it and still be able to get it to all your players effectively. So it was always going to get out if you think about it. Or at least depending on, again, if, if it was just like two or three player, players or, or just personnel, you know, practice video people that had it, then that's a small group of people. But I'm guessing most people had access to it. So good luck. And, and I'm almost wondering here that since Golden State was kind of keeping this under wraps, like, ah, you know, there was a scuffle, and he apologized. We're fine. Yeah. And then somebody on that staff was like, no, this was this was bigger than what they're letting on. This this was not some small thing. Yeah. Well, here's the thing, because, like, you know, initially, um, Sharani comes out with it from The Athletic, you know, using very neutral language. Which, you know, that's, I don't know where that leak came from, because, like, that leak started this whole thing. If that leak doesn't happen, this is a no story. Nobody ever hears about it. Except for maybe, you know, backroom rumors that kind of leak out onto Twitter. The stuff that you can't really verify and you usually don't take seriously. Right. So, that leak starts, and then immediately, you know, there were tweets, I think, um... Chris Haynes of Yahoo definitely got a tip from Draymond's camp because immediately it was, you know, Draymond is apologetic and also threw in there, you know, first off he's saying, you know, he's doing the, the apology tour already, but then he threw in there Jordan Poole's attitude over potentially getting ex- a max extension or, you know, or a big payday basically. That was the PR machine going to work from Draymond's camp. The, I'm sorry I did this, but justification for actions. (laughs) Right. And that narrative started making the rounds that Jordan Poole was acting all cocky about, I'm going to get money soon. Of course, guess who's also acting cocky about maybe getting another contract extension soon? His name rhymes with Treen. (laughs) Freen. (laughs) Breen. (laughs) Yeah, but when you look at the player uh, individual, you know, Stats, and I, I guess we can argue impact in the game because Draymond does things. He impacts the game that in ways that doesn't always show up 
in in a box score. But Jordan Poole was a revelation for the Warriors last year, especially with Clay Thompson missing a good chunk of the season without uh, with that uh, injury recovery. Yeah, there's a reason. And so there's reason that Poole was in line for that extension. Yeah, Poole looked. I mean, he came on and he played great, and he and he it was sustained. And so like he deserves to have a little. You know, attitude that hey, I've uh, I'm arriving on the scene. I helped this team get to a championship. Yeah, and he he impacted the game in in a lot of important ways for Golden State. So you know, th- what happened today was it a single something that just happened in practice, or was it a a, a culmination of things that built up and have been building for a while? You know, those things we don't know. But what I do know is that Golden State as an organization kind of brushed it under the rug there's an altercation it's been addressed draymond apologized you know we're moving forward and then the video comes out and the statements are we are going to vigorously investigate who leaked this video think what you were so upside down on where your priorities are here yes one of your players committed actual assault in the middle of one of your practices yeah happens on the street you get thrown in jail now, yeah. look, altercations happen in practice. They've happened a ton over the years. They will happen again. But it's not like this was some out-of-left-field thing that has never happened before. It happens, and it has happened. Goodness sakes, I'm sure it's happened close to home here many different times. Yeah. Well, I mean, we were at the, the scrimmage, the close scrimmage. There were two fights. But I'll say this. Those were the fights that do happen. There's, You know, if practice is going on right now at Utah State, the football team, there might be a fight happening right now. They happen in almost every practice for every team that's you know above like high school, and they happen even in high school. Often on teams, yeah. like your biggest rivals or sometimes your teammates rather yeah. than the team you're facing. Yeah, a lot of times they're teammates, and they happen in, in scrimmages, but you you don't see people throwing haymakers in those fights. <laughs> it's throwing them to the wall. Yeah, it's usually the shoving and the attack, you know, and you maybe kind of you fall to the ground, you're – you know, it, it's the it's the pushing and shoving, the kerfuffles, the uh, you know a little bit of excess anger. It's nothing to get you know too heated over. Like I said, there are two of them. Utah State's opening scrimmage. Were we worried about chemistry issues? No, they were just competitive guys getting into it. And you know maybe they're upset about you know I guess one of them was kind of a late hit, and so they got a little upset about it. And whatever. Right. They burn off the excess steam. This is a grudge. Right, like, that's what it feels like. It's not like there was a challenge on a play, like loose ball, and they're diving after it, and then they get physical, or someone's challenging the shot. They're standing there, and Draymond's 20 feet away and comes into Jordan Poole's space, and Jordan Poole like, gives him a shove, like, get out of my face, man. And Draymond just winds up and clocks the guy. Yeah, this is, this is a cold-blooded sucker punch. Like... It's it, it is pretty insane. <laughs> so anyway, not not to get too far off on a tangent on a Friday. But here, you have but to talk about this. this. Is the juiciest news of the day? I know. It, it just look. It doesn't surprise me that Draymond threw a punch. Doesn't surprise you that Draymond's a jerk. Doesn't surprise me that there was there was chirping going on at a Golden State practice. That doesn't surprise me. What surprises me the most in all of this is how the Golden State organization is treating it. Yeah, especially they came out publicly and said they were going to trade. Because like, obviously, you know, if, if I'm the organization, regardless, 
you are royally ticked off that, that video got out because they had mostly handled it and they'd said all the right things and toned it down a little bit and everyone was going to move on and now they have a PR disaster on their hands. Right, but somebody might ask about it later on, like, hey, Draymond, heard you and Jordan Poole got in a little scuffle. Eh, you know what? We're just being competitive, whatever. Yeah. You move on. But now? <laughs> no. Yeah. And the thing it's is, out there. And the thing is, Golden State didn't get a chance to do any discipline because it was a day old, and they're probably still filing the paperwork over it. <laughs> HR is still working this over. And then suddenly the video's out, and now they have to – worry about a suspension and now the suspension is going to get scrutinized yeah like there, there could have been some staffer right who's like i saw what happened i know what went on they're not handling this right somebody uh, people need to know about this and that staffer could, could be punished much more severely than draymond ever will yeah well you know suspect number one in, in who leaked the video is jordan Poole. <laughs> yes and for some good reason sure yeah he was getting just about slandered, and of course, I'm not saying that the the thing about him maybe being cocky over his contract extension is false. It could very easily be true, but he's wanting to defend himself. He doesn't want that narrative out there about himself, you know, for several reasons. Again, PR is one of them. It's a, it's a PR fight. It's it's interesting how these things go around. Like what information leaks and who's leaking this information? Who's writing this? You know, you look at Shrani when he wrote his article. I, I think what was the wording he used? Um, like he, oh, he he didn't say he threw a punch. It was like significantly struck him. Or I I can't remember the wording he used, but it was a lot tamer than men threw a punch at another guy. Right, like altercation. Yeah, well, yeah. He said altercation. Then at another point, he said he like struck him. And I'm trying to remember. It was like a little quick two word phrase, and I, I should look it up and see what it is. But it was again a lot tamer. Then threw a punch. God. Yeah, it, it's it's been a weird, weird off season in the NBA. Oh, here it is. Forcefully struck. Forcefully struck. <laughs> Why can't you say punch? Forcefully struck. Well, again, they're these guys are beholden to who's giving them the information, and some of that information is coming from Draymond's camp. Oh, I didn't throw a punch. I forcefully struck, as in. Broke his freaking jaw. I'm curious to see if Jordan Poole ends up on the injury report and or Draymond. <laughs> Preseason game, Jordan Poole has a jaw injury and Draymond has like a finger injury or something. I'm curious. When is the next time that they play? Um, I think they're playing an international preseason game, I want to say. Or they did. The, I'm trying to find. Oh, they play the Lakers on Sunday. Here we go. We'll see if they're on the injury report. On see, NBA you, TV. You throw a punch tip. that hard, usually the uh, sender gets about as much as the receiver does in some cases. Sometimes. Depends on how well you connect. Yeah, yeah That's true. Uh, full Court Press text line is open, 435-339-0321. Uh, 5338 texting in. I busted Logan City Councilman Mark Anderson as a hockey fan in Salt Lake last night. Ah, how about that frozen fury in Salt Lake? Uh, Kings and uh, Golden Knights. Oh, they played in Salt Lake? Yeah. Uh, that's about all I can tell you is that they played. I think they did that last year too, didn't they? Um, they've done it a few times. Uh, I don't know if it was done last year or a couple years ago. Yeah, maybe it took 5 a 3 is our resident hockey fan on the full court press. Is our listener. 
Yeah, I like watching hockey. I'd have to try and make it down there one time because i got to get to all the different professional sports. I've only attended, I guess, three of the, I don't want to call them top five, the soccer, baseball, and NBA. Haven't done hockey or football. I've I've been to a football preseason. That doesn't count. Scrimmage. <laughs> what the practice open open practice. That doesn't count. My my dad once they went to they're actually going to um one of the major golf tournaments. It was um I think in New York. They're holding one of the I think it was like the PGA Championship, and they like drove by the Bills you know training camp. They just stopped by because they noticed, and they just attended that. <laughs> but yeah, that doesn't count as going to a game. He looks aggressively went down. It's like I went Quite to a preseason count. scrimmage, practice, <laughs> walkthrough, <laughs> film sessions. There like, were there were players on the field. <laughs> players were they wearing were they wearing pads? Even were they wearing cleats? They were. They were. It was. It was. <laughs> It was a cool experience, but it was not a game experience. Yeah, it was the Chicago def- Bears, but uh, it was yeah, not yeah. the same. Not the same. Yeah, it's a cool experience to go to training camp. It's, it's a different experience. Uh, a couple more texts coming through. 2305. If Draymond Green did what you said to Jordan Poole, perhaps Jordan Poole will have to file charges against Draymond Green. That's how you guys describe this. Yeah, charges is... I mean, technically he could, and he... Might have a case, depends on what laws there are about goading someone into punching you. But, like, you know, as Eric Draymond said, was not defending himself. Yeah. He came after Jordan Poole. That's true. But, like Eric said, like, you do that on the street, then, yeah, you file charges. In a lot of cases with sports, they don't file charges. I mean, I don't think Miles Garrett saw charges from a what's-his-bucket, the old Mason Rudolph, I think it was, for mm. swinging a helmet at him. Because, again, if I grabbed a football helmet and did that to Eric, he'd file charges at me. Rightfully so. <laughs> <laughs> I deserve that. I'd also need a new job. <laughs> <laughs> but that's not the way it works in, in sports. They kind of they'll do their disciplinary action and then they'll move on. Um, for better or worse, that's how it happens. True. Yeah. Uh, 2951. Draymond should square up with Logan Paul. That's a fight you'd want both to lose. I think Draymond would probably kill Logan Paul because <laughs> I think he's like five or six inches taller than, well, maybe not quite that tall. Because Logan's like 6'2", six, 6'3". Six, I think he's a pretty tall individual. Yeah. And Draymond's in the 6'6 six, six range. which yeah, that Draymond's ma- reach would be a problem. Yeah, and he's also got a lot longer wingspans. So like that's, that's why there's weight classes. He's also probably got 100 pounds on Logan Paul. Probably more. I mean, Logan Paul, at, to this point, is has more training. Yeah, how to be a proper boxer. But um, yeah, but that, I agree that would be a fight you'd want both to lose. I would. I can agree with you there. Just want them to both end up bloodied and have it be a no contest. <laughs> Somehow they knock each other out on the same. Time. <laughs> <laughs> boom! Boom! <laughs> Ten count. It's done. Think. Perfect. Four three five three three nine zero three two one here on the full court press. <laughs> there are more things we want to get to. Uh, we got high school football tonight. We've got even some Mountain West football tonight. Uh, look at the rest of the Mountain West schedule for the weekend. NFL schedule. Um, a lot of people are describing last night's game as perhaps the worst NFL game they had ever seen in their lifetime. And yet, I will reveal the 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 viewership numbers, and you'll be shocked. 
despite how poor. Like I said, the everyone game was. said, therefore everyone watched. Right. Uh, that's, I didn't watch. So. <laughs> we'd love to continue to get your thoughts too on your final thoughts about Utah State and Air Force. If you want to weigh in with a, a score prediction ahead of tomorrow's game, four three five three three nine zero three two one. Don't get caught without power after a windstorm or a major winter freeze. Golden Spike Electric offers Generac backup generators so you can be prepared and keep your home warm while avoiding frozen pipes. Golden Spike Electric is one of the largest Generac dealers around, so you know it'll be installed right. Whether you're a homeowner or an electrician, contact Golden Spike Electric to rest easy the next time the power goes out. Online at gsegenerators.com or call 435-257-3016. They also service other models. The Young Automotive Group is proud to announce Young Truck and Trailer Center in Cache Valley. Whether it's heavy equipment trailers, horse trailers, race car trailers, or cargo and utility trailers, we're excited to offer some of the finest trailers and flatbed work trucks to Cache Valley. Our team of experts look forward to helping you find the right truck or trailer to fit your needs, with competitive prices offered on every make and model for sale on our lot. With our extensive inventory, you'll find the best deals right here in Cache Valley. Young Truck and Trailer Center, just off Highway 89 in Logan. Think young, drive young. Clean it up and get it out before the snow flies. Don't wait another winter. Let DD Auto and Salvage pay you for that junk vehicle. DD Auto and Salvage makes it so easy and fast to get rid of your junker vehicles by paying you the most money possible. Pickup is available. If you have metal, DD Auto and Salvage and Logan wants to pay you today. Call 787 1204. That's 787 1204 today. See store for details. Hi, I'm Jay Broadbent with Alpine Home Medical. I'd like to invite you to learn more about us. Since 1997, we've been Utah's premier one-stop shop for home medical equipment. What sets us apart at Alpine Home Medical is the superior level of customer service. We provide home oxygen, CPAPs, wheelchairs, scooters, breast pumps, and so much more. Come on down and get to know us. Visit alpinehomemedical.com. Saturday on Compass Media Network's coverage of NCAA football. It's a rivalry renewed from the Cotton Bowl as the Oklahoma Sooners take on the Texas Longhorns in the 2022 Red River Showdown. Hi, this is Greg Daniels. Join Steve Berline and me for all the action as the records and rankings are thrown out the window for this annual Big 12 matchup. It's Oklahoma and Texas. If it's college football, it's right here. Saturday morning, beginning at 9.30 on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM, and streaming at 1069thefan.com. This is Chris from the Cater Shop Menswear Store. We believe how you look is the first message you deliver. This also includes our floors at the store. Daryl at Chem Drive Northern Utah and his team came in after hours, cleaned the entire store, and had it ready to go before we opened the next day. I trust Daryl and his team from Chem Drive Northern Utah. The Aggies, Jazz, High Schools, even the Pee Wee's T-Ball team. It's the Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, The Fan. Valvoline Instant Oil Change is open seven days a week. They're at 695 North Main in Logan. Quick, clean, easy, it's how it should be when it comes to getting your oil changed. So stop in today or any day this week. So uh, Nielsen Reports, the company who tracks viewership and engagement for 
uh, you know, a lot of TV and even radio for that matter. But um, they, they track media consumption. And the initial reports are, according to Nielsen, that that Thursday night football game, which went into overtime between the Broncos and the Colts on Amazon Prime, 9.7 million viewers, which still is like up there for some of the best viewership of college football this season. Now, in comparison to other NFL games, just looking at last week's numbers, so week four in the NFL, the uh, largest rated game, the uh, this was the uh, the mo- this would mostly be behind the Patriots and the Packers game on CBS, twenty four point six five million viewers. So I mean, that, that's a lot. That's a huge. That's a good, strong number, but there were other games that were around thirteen to fifteen million. Um, so, but still, nine point seven million tuned in to watch what many have called the worst football game they have seen in their lifetime. They say that every time, like there's you know a twelve to nine or a nine to six or. You know, that happens. Those are the worst football game ever. You know, it was 15 to 12, no touchdowns. Like, sure, it doesn't have the same entertainment as far as touchdowns and moving the ball up and down the field. And most important, like, the thing that makes games exciting is lots of change of, you know, lead changes. That's why a lot of these high-scoring games tend to be super exciting because there's lead changes or shifts in momentum. When it's 9 to 6, there's, like, two shifts of momentum the entire game. And it's the last two field goals to get kicked you know you know or in this game it's the last field goal kicked or whatever like those are the shifts in momentum but still this is a game that came down to the final play it what's, did it was exciting what's more exciting than that for all like, the wrong reasons yeah it's, the result <laughs> wasn't cool but like there's an excitement level to it and it's kind of why you know america has has trouble with soccer and sometimes because you know, a 0-0 game in the end is disappointing. You're left with kind of a bad taste in your mouth. Like, why did I watch this? Um, but it can be super exciting, you know, or tense at least, you know, gripping for those, you know, when it's coming down to the wire and teams are mounting their last chances to score. And especially if there's, you know, standings implications and whatnot, especially if it's, you know, a game on aggregate, you know, one team, you know, Maybe they're losing one to zero, but they'll win on aggregate. Aggregate, even if they lose this one zero game. So th- th- there's, you know, low scoring. Americans tend to complain about that, even though it can still be exciting. Like this game was. It was exciting in the end, but people hate it because there weren't any touchdowns. Well, they hate it because there's a lot of bad plays. Yeah, that too. There was a wide open play, pick play for Denver, and uh, one of the wide receivers now I forget his name just waltzed into the end zone wide open. And <laughs> Wilson didn't see him, held on to it for a little bit longer, and then threw it into a massive coverage, and it didn't work. Well, last time Russell Wilson tried to throw a pick play in that situation, he threw a game-losing interception in the Super Bowl. Granted, he's never caught any flack for that. Hmm. Everyone gave Russell Wilson a free pass for throwing an interception to lose the Super Bowl. Yeah. And Blamed it on the play call, not on Russell Wilson. Yeah. So, yeah, and now Russell Wilson's looking like a bit of a chump. 
after being you know billed as you know this superstar quarterback. There's people saying he's a Hall of Fame quarterback. I'm like, in what world is Russell Wilson a Hall of Fame quarterback? Well, he won a Super Bowl and went to another one. Trent Dilfer won a Super Bowl. <laughs> Eli Manning has two Super Bowls, and he's still terrible. Well, it's true. Eli will get there before Russell Wilson will. Yeah, he'll get in basically because, oh, two Super Bowls. He'll ignore the fact that he's not on par with Very any, average of the, any of the quarterbacks in the Hall of Fame. Uh, let's see, a um, couple more texts coming through. 8968. When I was a manager on the football team under Bruce Snyder back in the 80s, yes, there was a scuffle between two linemen. I mean, one clocked one just before he threw him down. Bruce Snyder became angered with me for not stepping between them. I just looked at him, looked at him, and no way in heck I would do that. After all, I was only half the size of either one of them. Yeah, I don't think I'd be standing between two linemen going after each other. I would be squashed like a bug come on there water boy get between those two 300 pound men who are severely pissed at each other <laughs> i do not have a death wish <laughs> oh thank you I, I apologize for calling 8968 a water boy because he was in fact a manager. a manager we'll use his proper title but for comedic effect you know <laughs> yes i i would value all of my limbs bodily organs i wouldn't because the these people of that. are like that's one of the things you know in football and in basketball you look at them on the field and you think, oh those are normal sized human beings, I mean especially in basketball then you get to the you know the the press conference after and you're like, no no you are not a normal sized <laughs> thing, like every time I watch Trevin Dorius or Namias Keta walk into the room you're like, dang son, <laughs> didn't those know are, humans went those are large human beings didn't know human beings grew that tall. Four zero eight six Draymond Green versus Roman Reigns or Tyson Fury. Also, NFL games in person are long and boring. And then uh, adding a score prediction for tomorrow, saying Aggies win 10-7. to 7. It's a that'd, really low-scoring game. That'd be the worst game ever. <laughs> Can't be low-scoring. I said one of the more uh, you know, quality football games I went to, maybe quality is the wrong word, but just an exciting, solid football game, was like a 6-3 win by Mountain Crest over, I think it was Box Elder. Mm. And I think it was in the Rocky Mountain kickoff. I think it was at uh, Merlin Olsen Field, if I'm not mistaken. I could be. But I remember watching a game and covering it, and it was like 6-3 or 9-6 or something to that effect. There was like three scores the entire game. Mountain Crest ended up winning. It was a quality football game. Quality defense. Not so much quality offense. But nobody cares when there's quality offense and no defense. Nobody says it's a terrible football game when half of the players don't show up and do their job. They only complain when the certain half of players don't show up and do their job. Uh True. Low-scoring game, though, could definitely favor the Aggies. Air Force struggled at Wyoming in a low-scoring game. They struggled against Navy. They did enough to get the win. But in their other games, they've put a lot of points on the board, more than 40 points in their there are three other victories. So the rule is they score over 40 or under 15. Yeah. 9 through one five wants to one up 4086 with a score prediction. You predict 7 to 3 for Utah State. Well, isn't that something that Blake Anderson said earlier this week? There's no in between. They're either low scoring games yeah. or there's it's a track meet. Yeah, that's something he said about like all um, options, which I should say a couple of days ago I said that he hadn't play triple option teams as much and I was wrong about that early like in his his head coaching time because Georgia Southern 
ran like the Veer offense, which is similar, not the same, but it's like run out of the shotgun, basically. That's oversimplifying it way too much, but that's the general idea. You're running kind of an option out of a shotgun. Hmm. So he faced them three times when he was in the Sun Belt with Arkansas State. Okay. So he was... He, he's, he, he's faced him a couple of... He's faced yeah. that offense, that style, a couple of yeah, times. Yeah, because he mentioned in the press conference he's been facing him his whole life, and I thought, well, it must have been you know the 21 years he was an assistant coach. Granted, he was an offensive coach, which is different, but clearly he's faced them at least three times as a head coach, and I'm sure he faced them plenty of times as an assistant. 21 years is a little too long to not face the option offense a lot. That's true. 8968. Uh, I was involved with a high school game that was 5-3. to three. Boring, maybe, but it seemed exciting at the time. Well, it is. That's a two-point game. Well, every, every possession gets... So exciting and scrutinized. Yeah, and you get like the one possession where suddenly it goes from, you know, three to two to five. I don't know what the scoring uh, progression was like in this game, but you know, or maybe it's a game that, like in this case, say it was five to three, and then, you know, in the fourth quarter, suddenly you score a touchdown. It's ten to five. It's like holy cow! The, you know, it's super exciting. It's kind of like a goal in soccer, where it's two to one. Suddenly a team scores, and it can, you know, it's like two to two or three to one, and the whole dynamic changes. And it's all centralized in like this one moment. So there's this explosion, this release of all those pent-up emotions. And that's a big part of what sports is all about, that euphoria of those singular moments. Uh, tonight in the Mountain West, there's a couple of football games taking place. Colorado State is at Nevada. This could be really interesting. It's on FS1, 830 tonight. Jay Norvell and a lot of Nevada, former Nevada players coming, uh, coming back to Reno. And it uh, could be a really interesting showdown there. But it's also two struggling programs looking f- to try to get some footing. Colorado State has not won a game yet. Nevada has only won two. Uh, Nevada lost to an FCS team earlier this year. Uh, but that's uh, interesting. Nevada is favored by 3.5 in this one. Low-scoring game projected, 44 for the over-under. Uh, 8.30 tonight on FS1. And that's not the only Mountain West game tonight. UNLV is at San Jose State. Another interesting matchup, but for the other reasons, two of the top teams in the Mountain West so far. Both only have one loss. Yeah, UNLV at 4-1, San Jose at 3-1, 8-30 on CBS Sports Network. San Jose by 6.5. That surprises me that they're giving that many points to San Jose. Especially since UNLV tends to get some of that hometown cooking with their lines. They, they tend to... The game's at San Jose. Oh, is it? Yeah. Well, no, I mean, like, Vegas sets the line. Oh, oh, I got you. So, but, you know, we did just finish talking about terrible football games, so if you were, if you were into yesterday's NFL game, I highly recommend Colorado State-Nevada. <laughs> <laughs> that will be... That's that's your cup of tea, man, if, if you like that. Which, they'll probably do better than 12-9. to 9. Because when two bad teams face off against each other, then this is all right. Yeah, <laughs> this doesn't look bad. Bad defense yields high scoring. Bad defense against bad offense. Like, well, all right, whatever. It is kind of sad that the Nevada is only favored by said like three, three and a half against Owen Fork. Yeah, this is surprising. Yeah, that's maybe I'll watch just to be mean to myself. I'll be coming back from the scrimmage probably around the time it, it kicks off. I don't know how long the scrimmage is going to last, but hour and a half, two hours seems around right. Yeah, it's probably, I'd probably guess more in the hour and a half range, but 
Yeah, they they'll have a lot of they'll have some scrimmage, then they'll do a bunch of drills because that's supposed to be exciting. <laughs> Showcase what they can do. How well can you do the layup line? Uh, four zero eight six. Maybe we should dip Air Force's footballs in buckets of water. <laughs> uh, that would be fun. Yes. It's supposed to be clear, a nice day tomorrow, but maybe we should help get them ready. Yeah, I gotta, I gotta get them ready. Find the oldest, most bloated, fattest, baldest balls we can, and um, uh, make them slick. Thank you, Coach Calhoun, <laughs> for that. Anything to get ready for the game. Let's get oh. the slickest, baldest balls. Get a really good grip on them, too, and squeeze so you don't let them go. Oh, gosh. Then Four, start. Four three five three three nine zero three two one. It's a full court press. Ride the bus to the North Logan Pumpkin Walk Thursday through Saturday, October 6th through 8th, and Monday and Tuesday, October 10th and 11th. The Cache Valley Transit District will provide zero fare bus service from Greenville Elementary to the Pumpkin Walk at Elk Ridge Park. Bus service begins at 6 p.m. and runs till 10, beginning at Greenville Elementary. The CBTD bus is always warm, dry, and clean and gets you closer to the entrance of the Pumpkin Walk. Have fun, be safe, and enjoy this year's North Logan Pumpkin Walk by riding with the Cache Valley Transit District. It's USU Homecoming Week, and you can show your Aggie pride with a stop at the Aggie fans' favorite place to shop, and that's Locker 42. They have a store full of everything Aggie. Aggie logo jackets and hoodies and long and short sleeve t-shirts. Pick out a new Aggie hat from dozens of hat choices as well. Game time temperatures will be cool, but you can stay warm with a plush Aggie blanket. Shop the Locker 42 location that's the most convenient for you. 1430 North Main next to Little Caesars and the flagship store downtown at 36 South Main. Advanced Heating and AC, the two-time gold medal winner in Best in Northern Utah. They're teaming up with Carrier Heating and Cooling. Carrier provides you the best furnace units available. And now is the best time to buy a new unit before the weather turns Cash Valley cold. Financing options are available. Turn to the experts at Advanced Heating and Carrier. Advanced Heating and Air Conditioning, 752-7272. Or stop by their showroom west of DI. And online at advancedheating-ac.com. We're not comfortable until you are Advanced Heating and Air. Cash Valley Ear, Nose, and Throat, the Allergy Clinic, and Hearing Aid Center are now located in Providence and Cash Valley's newest and most up-to-date medical clinic located at 2245 North 400 East in North Logan, just south of Cash Valley Hospital. The entire staff and Dr. Benyon, Blotter, and Robinette look forward to helping you and your family at this state-of-the-art medical facility. Cash Valley Ear, Nose, and Throat is now located in Providence and their new office at 2245 North 400 East in North Logan. Go to cashvalleyent.com for details. Most insurance products, including SelectMed, are accepted. Hey, Aggie fans. Looking for the best burger in town? Bring the family to Prodigy Brewing and try out our signature Prodigy Supreme Burger or a wood-fired pizza. Need a smaller plate for the kids? Our kids' menu has you covered. Whether you are out with the family or just want to catch the Aggies game with friends, Prodigy Brewing is the place to be in Cache Valley, located at 25 West Center Street in beautiful downtown Logan. This is Nate Lamson with Valley Office Systems, your home team when local matters. Valley Office Systems is your local provider for all things office, copiers, printers, furniture, and document management. Proudly serving Cache Valley since 2007. Visit valleyofficesystems.com. They never could play it, but they sure can talk about it. Eric Franson and Jason Walker on the Full Court Press.
thief and you steal, or you're a vampire that pulls from the juice and the verve and the synergy of the group, or you add to it. Happy Halloween, Coach! So here's the question. Is Draymond Green the the vampire who's sucking the juice and the verve? <laughs> and the verve. Or is it Jordan Poole who's you know doing that and, and uh, forcing Draymond to take gallant action and snuff out almost literally snuff out <laughs> the uh the problem oh my gosh uh Tremont green's the real hero in all this you guys just don't <laughs> you guys just don't know sports uh 9315 on the text line you need to make a montage of all the air force howdy doody takes <laughs> uh and uh, for a starter for your show or we can just donate it to like an air force podcast just be like, use this. Merry Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> and those like, oh. And see, what's funny is that those are only the things that I've noticed because it's happened usually in context of getting ready for the Utah State football game. Like, I, if I were to go through the entirety of this guy's press conferences, which would be a lot, but I can only imagine all the other weird crap that he has said over the years. I mean, it's, I mean so, does he only say weird stuff in the week lead up to Utah State, or is he always spewing the most bizarre stuff? Can I just imagine what his his uh, pregame speeches are like? <laughs> oh, weird! Now you go out there and you give a hundred and seven percent, and they'll give a hundred and nine percent, but then you're going to give a hundred and twelve percent, and then they're going to give ninety percent, and you're going to give a hundred and fifty percent, and. Go out there and play football. I don't want to say it's a bygone. The rivers, the bridge was way back there, and the river, the, the flow and the current, it's at a different place right now. That's his halftime speech. <laughs> so you guys didn't play very well in that first half. but I mean, Air Force Academy is like a high-level academic institution. So to get there, you got to be a very bright person. And if your coach is up there saying stuff like this, you think the players are just like, what are you? What are you saying? What does that even mean? Well, sometimes things don't travel well from the brain to the mouth. Didn't for Stephen Hawking, he couldn't get anything. Oh, you just went there. <laughs> yes, I did. Brilliant individual. But you know, sometimes you got to find a worker, and I'm sure Calhoun is smart in his own way, just not in the manner of speaking off the cuff. Ah, oh. oh. I have to talk with HR now. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, they kick off at 5 o'clock tomorrow. Our pregame coverage will start at 3.30 here on The Fan and on KVNU. And then as soon as the game's over, we'll be back on the air again with KVNU Aggie Call. Break it down what happened. Who knows? Maybe there's more weird stuff coming out of Calhoun that we'll discover. Hopefully. <laughs> you won't have enough time to say something. And I won't be recording his press conference. Yeah, no, that's true. Uh, but if you want to, I can if you want. Uh, no. Whatever. I don't even know if he'll do anything. <laughs> uh, but if you want to continue to give a, a score prediction for tomorrow, we'd love to see it. Four three five three three nine zero three two one. A couple of interesting games on tap tonight. Besides those, a couple of games in the Mountain West, where you've got two really bad teams facing each other, and you've got two really good teams facing each other. Uh, you've got an interesting collection of games on the final night of region play for high school football, and. If there were a game that I would say that you can only choose one to attend, which one would you choose 
Jason Walker? Um, who? So the rundown is Mountain Crest hosting Bear River, Green Canyon hosting Skyview, and Ridgeline hosting Logan. Um, I'm deciding between two. I wouldn't go to Skyview Green Canyon. So it'd either be Mountain Crest Bear River or Logan Ridgeline. And I'm kind of leaning Mountain Crest Bear River. I think that one has the potential to be the most interesting. Um, you got a Bear River team that's been able to put up points at times. You have one of the best defenses in 4A in Mountain Crest. That could be an interesting matchup. And it could be somewhat close, although I think Mountain Crest may just end up overwhelming Bear River anyway because their defense may stop just stop Bear River, and then their offense will manage to do well against Bear River's struggling defense. But the thing is, I don't think Logan Ridgeland's going to be particularly close either. It could, depending on... Like I said, Logan's done pretty well on defense except against spread teams, and I've not watched Ridgeline, so I, I don't know if they were in a spread offense. Uh, see, I, I think I would be, if I had to pick one, I would be going to that Ridgeline-Logan game. There is no love lost between the Ridgeline coach and the Logan coach. Uh, there's a rivalry there between those coaches. They do not like each other. And that filters down to their, their teams. Logan could play a bit of a spoiler here. And they're I think they're playing well enough that they could not, Ridgeline out of being a uh, first-round bye in the uh, upcoming high school football playoffs. Yeah, and Ridgeline's playing at a small chance to be the Region 11 title, although obviously at this point maybe they're just focused more on playing well to get the good seeding. Because to win the Region title, Skyview has to lose to Green Canyon, which seems unlikely because I don't think Green Canyon, no, they have one region win. Right. They, they beat Bear River. They beat Bear River. So... I don't know. I don't, I don't see Green Canyon being Skyview, so at this point for Ridgeline, it's just about the seeding. But yeah, Logan could play spoiler. That's part of why they were one of the teams I was thinking on one of the two games, because Logan has the potential to play up to these teams. Logan is the only team in Region 11 to beat Skyview. Of all the teams you would have thought maybe would have knocked off Skyview, wasn't Mountain Crest, wasn't Ridgeline, wasn't Bear River, and probably won't be Green Canyon. It was Logan of all teams. So Logan's got it in him. Yeah. Um, it just depends. If if Ridgeline's been looking at the film, then they should be able to beat Logan. But hey, stranger things have already happened. That's <laughs> why region play. they play the game. Uh, we'll run down who's playing where and just how you can follow along with those games, what the broadcast schedule looks like for these teams, and uh, the upcoming weekend with high school, college, and NFL football. And we've got the start of Major League Baseball playoffs underway. So already had some exciting games. What else is on tap for Major League Baseball? That's coming up next on the Full Court Press. Crystal Vision, the two-time gold medal winner in Best of Northern Utah, just got back from a Las Vegas buying show. They were able to see and buy the newest eyeglass frames, styles, and trends for 2023. Stop in today and check out what's new in the eyeglass frame world. Remember to take in your current prescription and let Crystal Vision fit you into a new look. Nobody has the style and fashion to choose from like Crystal Vision on 14th North or online at crystalvision.com. 
It's game time, and you're in the locker room ready to take the field. But suddenly, you notice a player you don't recognize. He's wearing your team's jersey, and he even knows your name. But you've never seen him before now. Would you trust this stranger with your team's playbook? That's exactly how phishing scams work. And the first quarter of 2022 saw the highest volume of phishing attacks ever recorded. Protect your business with the Les Olson Security Suite from Les Olson IT. Learn more at lesolson.com. This is Jarek with Jarek's Fine Jewelry. This October is our 14th year anniversary. So to celebrate, we want to treat you to an anniversary date. Make it a date night on us. Come engagement ring or anniversary ring shopping at Jarek's Fine Jewelry. We have thousands of designs to choose from, including the newest custom designs. With no strings attached and no purchase necessary, we will buy your dinner at Bloom Eatery. The entire month of October, come in ring shopping and Bloom is on us. Make date night special. Make it Jarek's. Cold weather is here. Let the gold medal winner in the best of Northern Utah's fireplace category help you update your home with Napoleon's full line of gas or wood-burning products. Building a new home? Let the professionals at Advanced Fireplace and Stove design and install your fireplace. From traditional to modern, Napoleon has something for every design and every budget. Install a product that will allow your family to make memories for years to come. Stop by at their showroom or visit them at advancedfireplaceandstove.com. Sunday on Compass Media Network's coverage of the NFL. It's a week five showdown in the AFC from Cleveland as the 2-2 two two Browns host the 2-2 two two Los Angeles Chargers. Hi, this is Chris Carino. Join Brian Baldiger and me for all the action as Justin Herbert leads the Chargers looking for a tough road win against Nick Chubb and the Browns. It's the L.A. Chargers and the Cleveland Browns. If it's the NFL, it's right here. Sunday morning, beginning at 1030 on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM, The Fan. The Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan. Get yourself prepared for the winter with help from your locally owned Napa Auto Parts stores. It's nice and warm now, but temperatures are going to change. So make sure you get antifreeze, fuel stabilizer, even ice melt. Those five different stores between Preston and Providence, that's Napa Auto Parts. They sponsor the Dan Patrick Above the Noise segment coming up here in a couple of minutes. Uh, Getting back to the Full Court Press text line, 435-339-0321 if you want to weigh in. 8968. Um, That's because the Aggies are a very old team. What were we talking about when he sent that? I can't remember. It's probably something in relation to Calhoun because he did say something about how the Aggies are old. Oh, yeah. And he always, I always seem to catch weird stuff from him in the week leading up to uh, the, the matchup between the two schools. Maybe he doesn't say weird stuff about other teams. Well, I think the other YouTube channel probably just go search through the old things. I mean, we just watched – we both watched the press conference of his going through it and – we both, you know, picked up on the weird thing he was saying about their uh, Bo Richter, their linebacker slash corner slash defensive end or whatever he is, and slash catcher yeah. slash pitcher on the mound. Had him behind the plate throwing pitches, defending, defending Kareem Abdul-Jabbar <laughs> and hitting three point shots. Bunch of weird stuff about him, and that was like you know like a five out of ten on terms of weird, maybe four. Yeah, kind of low end. It wasn't like. The 9 out of 10 vampires and, like, 11 out of 10 slick balls. (laughs) 
Troy Slick Balls Calhoun. Oh, gosh, there's no way. You, I don't think you could pay me enough to go through and listen to all of his press conference audio over the years. I just, I'd have to do it with my eyes closed because I couldn't stand to look at his face. What are we paying you for? <laughs> I know. What else am job? I doing here? Nine three one five. If we win the game, we need that montage. All right, we'll we'll come up with something. Yeah, if Utah State, like I have all the clips, but they're not all together. Yeah, we'll we'll try and look through some of the last few years, see what we, we can pull together. Seven nine nine four on a score prediction here. Uh, Aggies lose forty two to twenty four. Can't stop the Air Force option. Yeah, that's about what I had for mine. I had forty one twenty. So I had thirty five twenty one. Yeah, so we're. All kind of in the same ballpark. Pretty much all within seven points of each other. Yeah. Uh, six two one one. Are you guys going to be giving away any more tickets to the Aggie game this Saturday? Uh, nope. Probably not at this point. A little, little too. Gave late some for away that. earlier in the week, but we do not have any more to give away. Unfortunately. Encourage you to try to find a way to go though, because they've had quite a few home games. Like we've been really lucky. It's been beautiful weather. We've had a lot of early games, great kick times, and um, then they're going to be on the road for a while, and you're not going to see this team for a little bit. Yeah, not till November. This is your, unless you want to travel to Fort Collins or Laramie. I've traveled to both. <laughs> they were both cold. That, that, that game in Fort Collins was cold as... Oh, yeah, I remember that game. I wasn't there. But I, I was there. I heard. I, I felt how stories. cold it was. I was. And I was in the stands. I wasn't there as a member of the media, sitting in the toasty press box. I was out there freezing my, you know what, off. <laughs> and uh, I was, although I was in that corner where that, you know, it was 2018 where that play happened. Oh. So I was in that corner. The play that they won. It was overturned. Yeah. The one that the Aggies lost but didn't lose. Basically. That's happened like twice against Colorado State. Uh, that's true. Because <laughs> of the missed field goal. There's been a couple of those. Should have lost but didn't because I guess the football gods were on Utah State's side at that moment. Uh, high school football tonight, a couple different ways to follow these games that are going to be going on. So here on The Fan, we'll be broadcasting the Skyview at Green Canyon football game. Uh, it'll be Hurricane John Newbold and John Russell on the call. Here on uh, The Fan and on 100.9 Light FM, we'll be video streaming on CashValleyDaily.com. Pre-game at about 6.45, kickoff at 7. Bear River will be at Mountain Crest for the Bear River coverage with Clint Payne and Jardine Nesson doing a great job with their play-by-play of Bear River. Uh, that's on 104.9 in Box Elder County. And there will be a video option for this game as well uh, for their broadcast coverage on CashValleyDaily.com. For the Mountain Crest side of things, that's Jake Ellis and John Olson. They're doing awesome with the, their coverage of Mustangs this year. 107.7 KLZX and a separate video stream for that game for their broadcast. And uh, last but not least, Logan at Ridgeline. It'll be Dave Simmons and Nick Zollinger on the call. 104.5 The Ranch and KVNU 610 AM 102.1 FM on the radio dial and video streaming on Cash Valley Daily. Com. If you missed the games, check back at the site later on. We'll have the replays there with photo galleries and more. And uh, speaking of more, we got more coming up next hour.
I'm Dan Patrick, and this is Above the Noise. The Denver Broncos came into this season as a popular dark horse Super Bowl pick. But the new era in Denver is and off to a hot start. New head coach Daniel Hackett has received a lot of criticism. Star quarterback Russell Wilson has looked awful in his first five starts. Broncos have a talented roster, and there is still time to turn things around. But if this is what we can expect from the team the rest of the way, Hackett is going to be on the hot seat. Whenever a coach goes one and done, we're always surprised. But when you look into it, it's actually more common than we realize. Over the last 28 years, there have been a total of 18 coaches fired after just one year. Obviously, you never want to see somebody lose their job, but with Denver off to a horrendous start, and ownership, new ownership, having no connection with this first-year head coach, a one-and-done season in Denver may be starting to look like an actual possibility. I'm Dan Patrick, and this is Above the Noise.